October of 2017, shortly after a solar eclipse blanketed the Earth in an otherworldly shadow, National Independent Radio host Ezra Solomon went missing. Solomon had recently commissioned his work to author L. David Hessler for a podcast called Bad Notes, which many believe to be a work of fiction. After 15 episodes, the podcast went silent and Solomon disappeared. National Independent Radio went out of business when its headquarters mysteriously burned to the ground, and for a time, the story the bad notes had been telling seemed to have come to an end as well. But the story wasn't finished. Ezra Solomon wasn't gone. I am Ezra Solomon, former host of Sound Doctrine and the unlucky bastard who found the tapes that inspired the podcast Bad Notes. I invite you to find out what happened in 2017 and why the story I started back then has to continue today. this is a police emergency or not, but there's there's someone outside my apartment door. No, no, I mean, I, I don't think they're being violent, but this is the third night in a row they've been out there. I, I can't tell if it's a guy or not. Does that even matter? Look, there's just this person standing right outside my door, and I don't know who they are or why they're here, and they won't leave. No. No, they they haven't threatened me. I, I can't tell if they're armed. For Christ's sake, are you going to send someone or not? Oh, shit. By the time an overweight cop arrived at my apartment a half hour later, the stranger was gone. But this time, they'd left something behind. It was a wooden ammo crate, antique, gray, barely held together with rusted nails. The ink markings were faded, but I can imagine this thing sitting in the trenches of World War II, caked in mud and drenched in blood. No. No, that's that's not quite right. 
it's it's not that I could simply imagine it being there. Somehow, I knew that this thing had been used during the war. Just by looking at it, the same way a person can look at rotten fruit and know that it should be thrown away, I just looked at this old ammo crate and knew exactly where it had been. That sounds crazy, I know. I'd never seen one of these things before. But I knew this one had seen some real shit on the battlefield. I'd eventually come to find out that that crate had survived a lot more than just a he said. You don't need me to check in the apartment or anything, do you? He must have tried very hard to keep from grinning. No, sir, I said, then gestured at the crate sitting beside my door. But I thought, maybe you'd want to take a look at that? He stared past me, grimaced, and then met my eyes again. I'm no expert, he said, taking out his flashlight and approaching the door. He squatted, angled the light downward, he was quiet for a moment, then ran a finger along the bottom hinge of my apartment door. But you probably need to have the landlord fix this hinge for you. Looks like it's about to come right out of the door jam. I thought he was joking, because his face was inches away from the top of the crate. It was like he couldn't even see the damn thing. He stood, put a hand on my shoulder, gave it a good squeeze, then headed for the stairwell. As he walked by me, I noticed, what was it, a black and purple haze in his eyes, like smoke. It twirled around his head and dissipated in the air around us, which suddenly felt cumbersome and uneasy. With his back to me, he spoke, but it wasn't his voice. I don't know whose voice it was, but it wasn't his, and I can't get it out of my head. It was a chorus of voices, like a choir speaking from the pit of his belly. Dissonant, jarring, a multitude of voices speaking directly to me. Through him. Don't call the cops again, the voices said. They'll only complicate matters. Just do your job and tell the story. Just walked away. Like nothing had even happened. And that's how I came into possession of the moon tapes.
while he's drawing circles at the bottom of a big pile of ashes. She's real lonely. Anything's possible in the land of fire and smoke. So what do you say, pretty boy, when I cozy up next to the flames with your gal pal? Oh, don't worry. We skipped hers and got straight to the good stuff. <laughs> Quit poking at things you don't understand before they start. Poking back. Got it, pretty boy! I don't know what I thought. I guess I thought everything was over. The office was gone. The show couldn't go on if the entire company headquarters had burnt down. I mean, the tapes were in that building. Without the tapes, there was nothing. And here I was, talking to the very monster I had revealed in the show. The very demon who had taken Orin Moon. Did I think I was going to die? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was dead meat. You sit tight, pretty boy. You're ripe with fear. Good. That's the best. My God. Burn this phone after we're done speaking to you, Ezra. Burn this phone in a terracotta pot. Make sure there's a cup of white sand and three ounces of sage inside, too. Then, go to the address you see on the screen right now. The tapes are there, along with the new phone and further instructions. For telling the story. She trusted you with the tapes, so we trust you to get the job done. You already know the answer to that question. You've been telling her story all along. She's got your back, kid. And we do too. Now burn the phone, pack some clothes and hit the road. Time's wasting.
Thanks for listening to Bad Notes, Season 2, Episode 0, written and produced by L. David Hessler, and featuring guest appearances by Charlie Carfrey as the mysterious voice and Joe Garwood as the demon murmur. Regular episodes will air every other week beginning Tuesday, November 2nd. All the music and sound effects in this episode were used under a Creative Commons Zero license and were sourced from the YouTube Audio Library and freesound.org. Find more work by L. David Hessler at ldavidhessler.com and follow him on Instagram and Facebook at ldavidhessler.com.